Welcome to the Food Life Podcast. You are about to hear easy to prepare and fun to serve recipes plus cooking tips paired with real conversation about the issues we face every day. It's food and life. And now, here's your host, Donna Britt. Welcome to episode 13. This is the last episode in season one. And after this week's podcast, after this particular one, I'm going to take a break just for a little while, kind of regroup, do some interviews and get ready for um, season two, which will start this summer. And it will be fun and interesting and stimulating and inspiring and all of that stuff. At least that's my hope. That's why I'm taking a little break so that I can make that come true. In this particular episode, I'm speaking with a wonderful person, a cancer survivor, and just an awesome human being. Her name is Stephanie O'Brien. She was introduced to me by Tambi, Tambi Lane, who takes all the pictures and does all of our social media, who is my creative partner in the Food Life podcast journey. And Stephanie is coming up on the five-year anniversary of her cancer being in remission, which is a really big deal. And I know we talked about cancer a few episodes back, and the reason I wanted to bring it up again is because it touches most of us. Cancer is one of those diseases that we all have some sort of experience with, I'm convinced, either personally or with someone that we know and love. And um, uh, we just lost our family dog, Lucy, to a cancer, a kind of cancer that's typically in humans, and she had it. So I'm also a breast cancer survivor. So the cancer journey and story is very close to my heart. And Stephanie's story is inspiring, and you're going to love it. So just sit back, relax, and enjoy this conversation. My first question to Stephanie was regarding her memories of when she first got her diagnosis. Yeah, I remember it clearly. I was 38 years old and then being told I had breast cancer and just thinking breast cancer was breast cancer. I didn't realize there were different kinds. Yeah, when they first told me, I immediately thought of my kids. And then my mind went to, oh my gosh, I just want to survive and be here and do things differently. I realized in an instant I had spent so much of my life kind of just worrying about trying to get to a certain place mm-hmm. in my life, mm-hmm. you know, so living kind of in the future and forecasting, but never really able to get there because there was always something else. Yeah. And so um, I wanted to do things differently. And cancer allowed me to literally live what means to be in the present moment. So I was able to do that, accept that I had cancer and then take the steps still within the present moment to treat it. So using Western medicine, but then also um, I started by changing, um, you know, my diet and eliminating gluten and sugar, caffeine. I wasn't much of a drinker, but alcohol too, um, you know, occasionally. So I eliminated that, um, dairy, and just got really clean and more plant-based. And that was starting to make a huge difference in just how I felt normally. I was starting to feel better than before I was... (laughs) It felt when I was di- before I was diagnosed. Isn't that interesting? So yes. you had cancer, but then you're starting to feel better than you've ever felt. Yes, what? exactly. I know. It's like this weird oxymoron. And I remember also the day that it kind of 
was that light bulb moment. I remember where I was standing and everything where my body just kind of set and I got the um, perspective of like, oh, this is what it means to live in balance with like nourishing your body with the right foods, surrounding yourself with the right people. Also was a big lesson in it was finally surrendering to be able to receive from my community Mm -hmm. and realizing that my community was a huge part in my healing journey. So give me an example of what what you mean by being able to receive. Um, Anything from um, people wanting to maybe donate financially to like help ease the process because it's expensive Mm -hmm. to to treat cancer. Um, Bringing meals, wanting to clean my house, wanting to just come over and with like a gift of maybe some nice new soft pajamas, you know, or, you know, all of that. and then receiving for myself, like the able to forgive certain things along the line and accept that of my, whether it was in the past or expectations of the future and sitting with that. Um, so receiving that acceptance. And all of a sudden I just started feeling just lighter and feeling like I got this. Like I literally had it. I actually looked forward to going to chemo because I loved the nurses and my doctor that were administering it. Mm-hmm. That's know? amazing. And then the change of perspective of like the chemo as light chomping away at the tumor. And then, you know, I'd follow up with more of a holistic approach as well too. So, so you, you get your diagnosis, you go, Oh, I'm going to change everything right now. Mm-hmm. And did you start like that minute? And was it difficult or was it easy because you'd kind of run into the wall? Um, To, for example, change the way you eat. Changing the way I eat. That part was actually pretty easy. It's amazing how, like, we all kind of go through life sometimes and think, oh, I need to, you know, do better about and be more conscious about all I eat. And you try it for a little bit, and then you kind of go. Fall off the wagon. Exactly. But this time was just different because it's like I'm fighting for my life. Yeah. So it made it a lot easier where, um, again, it was like ultimate surrender. So it brought more ease into the process. And then once you got into that flow, has it been easy to stay there for five years? Like easy to do the things that you know are nourishing and that you know are good for you? It is. There's been, you know, a few times, you know, and I'll just be kind of choosy. Something will come up where it's like... You know, if you're at a nice place and you're craving like a nice dessert or, you know, a nice glass of wine, you know, I might treat myself to that because I feel that that's a joy that Mm -hmm. I choose. It Mm -hmm. feels good in the moment. And instead of stressing about it, because I think stress can. can So give me an example of how, because we all talk a lot about be in the moment, be in the moment, be in the moment. Mm hmm. It sounds like all of a sudden you got what that meant. Can Mm -hmm. you describe that? Like, what is, describe what being in the moment means versus what you were doing prior. Right. Yeah, I spent a lot of time worrying about the future and Mm. also hanging on to the past and Mm. trying to fix and living in that as, um, I don't want to say victim, but maybe there was some sort of, you know, like, well, the reason I'm here is because of that or whatever. Right. Um, So living in the moment it, it takes time. I mean, it takes a lot of effort. I still, you know, even to this day, because um, life will always throw challenges at us. But it gave me a new perspective. Like, if I'm living in the moment, even in a difficult time, if I can breathe through it and remind myself that I am here breathing in this extraordinary body that is made to heal, um, it eliminates the worry. And then 
instead it fulfills with a certain amount of trust or mm-hmm. faith that it's going to be okay and that there's lessons in the challenging moments that helps me to continue to grow that it all happens for a reason um so that brings a lot of ease and it's hard it's always you know it's difficult sometimes to stay in that moment but um also another thing that from being in, in the present moment is you just observe things differently like i'll see the way the bird lands on a branch so beautifully I'll see the way the clouds are moving or um, another human being showing an act of kindness to somebody else. And I'm just, it, I feel like I'm part of the bigger picture mm. and um, that we're all in it together. It's all one in this like flow. And then there's, when you're open to that, um, some magic happens. It just, it, I don't know how else to explain it except that it's magic. And I noticed that with like the people who came out of the woodwork that you just take for granted as maybe, you know, oh, that's person I see in the community or, um, you know, an acquaintance, but they have something bigger to give. And you're just like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad that I was present this moment or said yes to this moment or yeah. And it just provides some opportunities that I never would have thought of because we're so when you live in the present and live and accept the uncertainty of it. Mm. I think that's what we're all up against all the time. And so there are different things that we do. Maybe we distract ourselves. I think our culture is full of that. Oh, (laughs) absolutely. Um, We self-medicate or Mm -hmm. which you can do with food or caffeine or alcohol or drugs or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, I, I see that all around in our, our culture. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I also think there are more and more people who are getting what you got, whether it's through their own experience with a disease or, mm-hmm. or whatever, whatever their path, whatever path they're on. I think there's more and more of that sort of like, wait a minute, hold on. Mm-hmm. And it's, um, uh, I think being in the moment maybe, and the magic creeps in and it makes for a natural high of sorts, yeah, right? Totally. Yes. That's a good way of putting it. Um, yeah. so, so what about that? You said something about you, you knew you needed to change. You were finally, it's like, Oh, I need to make changes now, including mm-hmm. the people that maybe were in your life. Was that difficult? Was that hard to sift through? Were, were there any people that you had to let go of? My as husband. As, oh yeah. Well, that's pretty big. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought, you know, there were some challenges leading up to that. And then I thought, well, cancer is going to be definitely the thing that will, I think, make or break it. Yeah. And um, it's not any blame on him for any reason. It's just we, I grew in such a different way. Yeah. And um, I just saw that we weren't going to evolve at that same capacity. Mm-hmm. Um, it had been something a long time coming. Um, and that's just part of following your instinctual guidance, I think. Mm-hmm. Um so that was part of it. And then um, not, and fe- not feeling like I have to say yes to absolutely everything in case of feeling left out or missing out on something, you know? Yeah. And so just kind of going, being in tune with the present moment of how am I feeling? Like, am I tired? I, you know, I don't, I could change my mind and say, you know, I can't make it tonight. Or, um, and then you kind of just see who shows up for you. Mm. And so um, yeah. I was really lucky for the most part. Um there wasn't too many others that I needed to kind of weed out, but you just kind of learn to know which ones to really, mm-hmm. you know, allow in. Um, 
that makes that raises you up and makes you feel authentic. And then from a visit, you can feel fulfilled. Those are the kind of people I want to hang out with. So how, how long did it take you to for the cancer to recede? Um, what was interesting after doing this diet change, I remember I was taking everything. Everyone would say any sort of ingredient or any sort of food is good for cancer. I would be taking it. And then all of a sudden my body one day broke out from the neck down on these little spots. And the doctors, when I went in to get my port placement for chemo after having two chemo treatments without it, um, they couldn't even figure out what it was. And I had a feeling it was just my body detoxing Mm because I was giving it what it needed. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I had a PET scan and there was no evidence of the cancer. And I still had 14 more treatments to do and surgery and radiation to do. What? Yeah. So I went ahead and still continued to finish that. So I don't know. It makes me think, I mean, cancer is so mischievous and could be so different for every person. So I'm not saying that anyone needs to do this. But for me, I think it gave me almost maybe a placebo effect, though, too, of maybe I was just lacking in something as simple as maybe vitamin D or surrendering, you know, and just forgiving or accepting or allowing. And... um that just brought, yeah, more happiness and joy to my life. So maybe that was the piece that healed. I think I started looking at a different perspective of it being a disease and it being a dis-ease. There was something mm-hmm. of a dis-ease in my life that mm-hmm. I just needed to like get in check. And this was that awakening for me. Wow. You know, that was um, big enough. <laughs> wow. You know? That's great. Yeah. Because if I hadn't done the treatment, they had said that the type of cancer, which was triple negative breast cancer, it's um, aggressive. They don't know what causes it. It has nothing to do with the hormones, and they just hope it responds well to chemo. So with that, I'm thinking it could have been just dis-ease in my body of not living my authentic and recognizing my purpose. Wow. I don't know, but... It's a good story. <laughs> it's a good story. It seems to be working for me. But so, so because this is the Food Life podcast, we always I always bring a food piece in there. Is there yeah. a is there a recipe or maybe like a, just something that you do with your food every day that that you get excited to share with other people? And maybe some quick thing that you do for breakfast or maybe a favorite meal or anything yeah. like that. Um, well, I definitely I juice every day with uh, about six different vegetables, green vegetables that I put in my juice. So I do that daily. Um, that's just kind of an automatic thing that I do. I do like a lot of, um, toast. I am gluten. I want to say I'm gluten free, but maybe I'm a dirty gluten free where I do. Yeah, I gotcha. (laughs) Right. Where I, um, I do take a nice quality, um, like a sourdough Mm -hmm. or, um, sprouted, um, bread and I'll have an avocado toast. Yeah. Okay. So I, I love that. And then I'll garnish it with, um, some greens, maybe some spinach or some um, kale, and then I'll put um, like the raw uh, sauerkraut on top of it because it's a nice probiotic right. uh, for that, and maybe some chili flakes and whatnot. So that's kind of a daily thing that I like to do. And yeah, a lot of like bowls. Yeah. I like bowls with um, beans or like a curry bowl of some sort with maybe. Yeah, the beans, even quinoa or like a brown rice with that and um, lots of veggies. Yeah, so that's kind of what I thrive on. And that's so. Sounds wonderful. Yeah. So in the morning, 
instead of having coffee, do you have tea or do you just have your juice? I or? do um, Sencha green tea. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a really um, a good high-end quality, strong antioxidant tea mm-hmm. that was recommended by my naturopath for cancer. So um, yeah, so I'll do that. And then I take a lot of adaptogens too. So ashwagandha um, to kind of keep... Um, stress low Mm -hmm. and I'll have that sometimes with um, a little spoonful of cocoa powder and then mushroom reishi reishi mushroom um, powder I'll do that with some hot water as like Mm -hmm. a little shot during the day so yeah and I love my essential oils and Mm-hmm. Yoga. I mm-hmm. like to sit every morning too and do meditation and mindfulness for about twenty minutes each day, and that really kind of sets the precedence of everything. Keeps me grounded. So, one more thing: you you have children. One, two, two, three, two, eight, two, two. So, how do you think this impacted them? And it's got to be pretty exciting that you're setting this example for them. Are they coming along? Are they liking it? They do. They come along for the ride on that and they understand because they see the, you know, the education of why it is um, that I make these choices, but I still allow them to be a kid. Awesome. You know, and let them have that, but they know the balance of it. So that's good. I'm really proud of them. And then when they see me like maybe add because I'm trying to do dairy-free, but if I add like a little feta cheese to something, a little sprinkle on that, they'll call me out on it. Oh, that's Now mom, you know, so. Kids are the best police, really. They really are. (laughs) They are, definitely. And so when you found out in first, were you super honest with them from the get-go or was, that had to be difficult? Um, I know my my kids were teenagers at the time. It was still hard to talk to them. Very hard, yeah. So when I was diagnosed, my son was 13 and my daughter was eight. Mm -hmm. Um, And I kind of sat with it for a week. And it was about the day before chemo. um, Because I think that was the hardest thing, Mm -hmm. was to tell them. I don't know what it was if I was so resistant of like disappointing them or letting them down or or afflicting that worry onto them. Um, Especially, I think, for my oldest, because he had seen um, his grandparents both pass with cancer. So I knew that he had the word cancer associated with that and I was kind of afraid of that so the day that we told him yeah it was a huge weight off my shoulders we acknowledged it we cried and then all of a sudden just something came over me like okay let's go do this now (laughs) and got through it and um he went to one of the treatments with me to see how it all you know what my day was consisting of and it was it was really good brought us really uh, you know a lot closer together so Cancer, my journey with cancer has um, been one of the best things that's happened to me. It was the shift that I needed. I, mm-hmm. I, I, <laughs> I got a lot from it, and I'm, I'm grateful for it. That's fantastic. That's yeah. awesome. Thank you, Stephanie. Yeah, thank you. That's beautiful. <laughs> thank you. Now, Tambi and I are going to go make your avocado toast in one of your bowls and take pictures of it, if that's okay. Nice. Is it okay? Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. Yeah, that's awesome. Absolutely. That'll be beautiful. That was cancer survivor and awesome human being, Stephanie O'Brien. Thank you, Stephanie, so much for being kind enough to share your story on the Food Life podcast. And I would just like to invite you to share your story with me if you have one, or if you know of someone with an inspiring story, just let me know. It's easy to find me. Just get online, foodlifepod.com, or if you'd rather instant message me on Facebook or Instagram or whatever, just look for me, Food Life Podcast at Donna Brick Co. 
cooks, etc. So I'd love to hear from you. Also, if you get online, foodlifepod.com, you'll get to see an avocado toast recipe and also a veggie bowl inspired by the conversation with Stephanie and um, some pictures and other fun stuff as usual. We appreciate you interacting with us. I really want to know what you want to hear. So don't be shy. Just tell me. Tell it like it is. I can take it. I promise. And like I said, this is episode 13, the end of season one. Season two will start up again in just a few weeks in the summer. And I'm just going to go do some meditating and preparation and exploring and talking to people so that we can have an awesome season two. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. 